Good morning. Welcome to Crestview Baptist Church. Um, Artie and Chad both are on a little short vacation, uh, but they'll be back this week. But um, I'm still here. If uh, you need to make a phone call, I can get in touch with both of them. I think Bruce is the deacon of the week, and so he will be here as well. But a few announcements. Deacons, don't forget, you've got a meeting October the 17th at 8.30 in the morning. All these are in your bulletin. Um, We'll have a business meeting following the service that morning. On October the 30th, we will be having a uh, fall festival. So any volunteers and any candy that you would like to donate for this, just lay it on Artie's desk. I won't let him eat it. And uh, also, our senior citizens, we are planning an outing to the Lake House October the 12th. We got a sign-up sheet on the bulletin board. It will be a picnic, so sign your name and put down what you'll bring so we don't have 10 buckets of chicken. Um, Also, our children are going to start our children's Christmas play. Woohoo! This Wednesday at 5.30 down at the youth building. So parents, please get your children here. And if for some reason you can't be here Wednesday night, just let us know that they are going to be in the play and we will be practicing on Wednesdays. No work day Thursday night. So um, man, you get a week's vacation from that. And I think Joy has an announcement. So, oh, while she's coming up, We are working on a new directory, but uh, we've got these forms. They're laying out here in the vestibule. If you'll get one and fill it out, we need everybody's phone numbers, email address, um, whoever's in the house. We need all your information. So get one of these, fill it out, and turn these into the office. Oh, one more announcement. (laughs) Our military guys and ladies, we need... A picture. I have one already of Mike McCrite. He was the cutest little old booger. Uh, <laughs> but I prefer, you know, your, your picture in a uniform, but some of you, you know, might not have one of those, and that's okay. I still need a picture of you. But I would also like for you to write down the years that you served and your specialty, and we will get these back to you. No, preferably not in a frame. Yeah, preferably not in a frame. Okay, um, I just wanted to remind everybody about the North Carolina Baptist Mission offering. Uh, This is something that we do, and it's sponsored right in our state. We, uh, the Baptist Mission offering covers a lot of the disaster relief, starting churches, Uh, doing several different things. They have two mission camps in North Carolina, one right here in Shelby. And uh, I don't know why it seems like our support for them has always been a little bit slack. So I just want to encourage you to search your heart and see what God is telling you to give to this offering. And uh, you can put it in your regular envelope or there's envelopes in the back of the pews and just designate North Carolina Mission Offering, and it'll be used strictly for that goal. Thank you.
Do we have any other announcements? Bruce. Uh, you know, sometimes the best laid out plans don't go as you expect. Uh, trying to get a little head start this year. Uh, October is Pastor Appreciation Month, and uh, I wanted to get us up and going on that. Unfortunately, neither one of our pastors are here today. Um, so, kind of changed my plans just a little bit, but uh, you should have a sheet there that gives you some ideas on just how to honor our pastors and... Uh, you know, we really need to uh, give them our support at this time. I know it's been uh, very difficult on them, been difficult for all of us over the last couple of years, and uh, they, they really need our support. Uh, read a statistic the other day that there's about 4,000 pastors walking away every month. Uh, so we, we really need to be uh, holding them up and, and making sure that we're supporting them. Uh, I had a scripture I wanted to read. It says, make sure that you show your deep appreciation for those who cherish you and diligently work as ministers among you. And I think we have a couple of guys that really do that. Uh, had planned to have somebody come and, and brag on a little bit this morning, but uh, since they're not here, oh, wait a minute. We do have some other staff here today. Uh, Lisa, would you come and tell us a little bit about our other staff member and how we can... Uh, Support her. Miss Sandra. <laughs> Everybody loves Miss Sandra. Amen. 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 She is the hardest working woman in this church that I know of. There's nothing that she can't do. And if she can't do it, she'll find somebody to do it for her. <laughs> Just ask Whitey. But Miss Sandra had, when I had cancer, she was, she was there for me, and she was there with everything that she had. She made sure everybody got everything done, and, you know, you just can't ask for a better woman than Miss Sandra. When it comes to the choir, she's devoted. She helps with the children's ministry, and it's, there's so much you can say about Miss Sandra. We all love Miss Sandra, especially me. Um, when I had cancer and I was looking really bad, she was the only one that stood up and actually told me how bad I looked. <laughs> She's brutally honest. <laughs> but I was. I, I did look bad. But I love Miss Sandra. And when it comes to needing something done, needing somebody to be there for you if you're down, pick you back up, she's the one. She is just a wonderful woman. Um, my husband says she's crazy. <laughs> In a good way, that is. But we love her. And I don't know what else I could say other than just let her know it. You know, if you see Miss Sandra in the hallway, hug her neck, tell her you love her, because she's there for you all the time. Thank you. morning. Uh, just want to welcome anybody here that may be visiting on behalf of our pastors who are both out, out today. I know they're probably listening. Hello, Artie, Chad. Miss you. I really miss you. 
But uh, thank you for being with us today online and in person. And uh, I'm going to open us up with a prayer before we begin our service. Dear Heavenly Father, oh Lord, thank you. Thank you so much. You're, you're the great I am, the great creator of the universe. And we stand in awe of your majesty. We're humbly here gathered together to worship you, Lord. And there's many prayer concerns, many problems. We have uh, some who are fighting cancer and some who are fighting COVID. Some in need of surgery. Others are healing from surgery. Lord, there's a lot of pain and a lot of suffering. And we ask that you would... Just please reach out your hand and touch each case. You know, you know who needs what, and we just pray you'll touch them and glorify your name in the touching and heal them. Lord, there's others that have lost people close to them in recent days, and they're suffering the loneliness and pain that comes from when we, when we have to separate from those we love. But Lord, we know this world is not our home. And that soon and very soon we're going to see the king. Lord, your word tells us that the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we'll be gathered up with them and forever be with the Lord. Amen and hallelujah. Be with us now as we lift our voices in praise, as we humble ourselves at the foot of the cross. Be with our brother Micah as he brings the message and just... Fill this place with your presence, Lord, and fill every heart with your Holy Spirit. Thank you. And it's in the blessed name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lisa, and thank you, church. As you know, I'm a big crybaby, too, so I'm going to cry the rest of the morning. So you had to sing loud as we sing our call to worship. Page 138, we'll sing the first and the last verses of at Calvary. Would you stand as we sing?
children. We're still going to have a children's moment. So would you guys come down here to the floor? Now, one of the things I get the right to exercise this morning is my reputation of being bossy. So I've got some guys going to help me out this morning as well. So I need all y'all to come on this side. All the children have a seat down here, and you guys just stand here for a few moments for me. Thank you. Okay. How many of you like brownies? Yes. How many of you out there like brownies? Whoa. Well, just the children get them this morning. So when y'all go back to Children's Church, parents, they get brownies. (laughs) I added extra sugar, too, (laughs) because they're not going home with me. So I borrowed this cookbook from Joy and to get the recipe for these wonderful brownies. But before I tell you how I made them, I want to read you some scripture. And I want this to be one that y'all will remember today. It's found in Romans. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. All things work together for good for them that love the Lord. I want to tell you a Bible story about a guy named Joseph. Now, this is not Jesus' earthly daddy. This is a Joseph way back. He had several brothers. Now, you know how that is to have a bunch of brothers. And they were jealous of Joseph. Did you know that they sold him as a slave? And they drug him way off into another country where he was no longer with his family. He was all by himself, and they even locked him up in jail. So here he was, a long way from home, lonely, and now he was in jail. Do you think he might have wondered if God loved him? How many times have we got questioned in our minds, like, why did God let this happen to me? Maybe you got sick. Maybe someone in your family got sick. Maybe someone you know died. But a lot of times we question, Why did God allow that to happen? I've done that many times. And, but now that when I look back, I see how God worked those things out and something good came out of it. Well, what happened in Joseph's life, the king found out that he could interpret dreams. So the king wanted him to come live with him. So he got to live in this great castle with the king and even become one of the rulers. Now, a few days later, or years later, the people were starving to death. And Joseph's family, remember his brothers that sold him? Well, now then, here they were starving. And they had to go to Joseph and ask for food. Well, because Joseph loved the Lord, he forgave them for what they had done to him. And now then, they got to live with him and have plenty of food. So if Joseph had not been sold as a slave and was in prison, he would not have been the leader of this country where he was to then save his family. So it worked out pretty good for them. Now, what has that got to do with our brownies? Okay. 
these guys are going to help me show y'all how I made these brownies. So, first of all, that recipe called for some butter. All right. It also called for eggs. It also called for flour. It called for cocoa. It called for baking soda and salt. I'm going to let you hold both of those. And it called for sugar. So I had to bring my canister of sugar. Now, each of these things, if you tasted it by itself, would taste terrible. And we're going to prove that. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's give each of our guys a spoon. Oh, no, Jerry, don't think that you get out of that. Here's your eggs already cracked. <laughs> Here's you a spoon. <laughs> Everybody gets a spoon. So, first thing, it did call for a cup of sugar. Now, we all would love some sugar, but it calls for a whole cup. Now, if you eat a whole cup of sugar, you're all going to have a bellyache, and some people might even end up in the hospital. But that's the only thing here that tastes pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then it calls for two tablespoons of baking powder and a spoonful of salt. And Mike is going to be so gracious to demonstrate for us how good that tastes. And then we have pure cocoa unsweetened pure cocoa. Larry is going to be so gracious to show us how good that tastes by itself. And then we have flour. Now you can already tell by his look. That flour is not going to taste so good. And then we have not deviled eggs or scrambled eggs. We have raw eggs. And I couldn't find anybody besides Jerry that I thought could handle that. And then we have butter. Good butter. So it called for a, a lot of butter, two eggs, a cup of flour, two big spoonfuls of cocoa, a good spoonful of each of bacon powder and salt, and sugar. So on the count of three, guys, y'all go ahead and eat it. One, two. Wait a minute. Y'all are giving me some funny looks. <laughs> okay. All right. Come on. Come on, Larry. You be the first one. A whole cup of, whole cup of flour. A cup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're not going to be that cruel to them and ask them to eat this. But you can tell none of this would be good by itself, would it? But each thing mixed with this sugar all come out to these yummy brownies that you guys get to take to children's church and eat with you, okay? So remember that scripture. All things, all things, even that cocoa, salt, baking powder, flour, raw eggs, and butter, when you mix it with this good sugar, it all comes out to make something good. And no matter what you're going through in your life, God's got it, and he can make something good come out of it. So let's pray, and then you guys can line up in the back with Michaela and go to Children's Church, and we'll find somebody to take the brownies for you. Okay, let's pray. My dear, gracious, loving Father, we come thanking you for this day. Lord, I 
thank you for these precious children. I thank you for the families that bring them to church. I pray, dear Lord, that you will bless them. Lord, we're so thankful that no matter, even the, the, even the senior citizens here, we still go through bad things. But we are just thankful that you are in control and that you've got it and that you will cause everything in our life to work together for good for you. For it's your holy name that we pray. Amen.
As we said, our pastor, youth pastor, they're both gone, so we are so fortunate, though. Micah, we were talking about how God brings things together. God brings this student down to God's country, and he's going to Garterwell, Micah Roberts, and so within the second week of him coming, we already had him in our Sunday school class, and I had him in the choir. (laughs) So we see that he is one that will not hesitate to do uh, what God has sent him to do and uh, whatever we ask him to do. So he is bringing the message to us this morning, Micah Roberts. He is a student at Gardner Webb. So, Micah, you bring us God's word. Morning. Um, so, as Sandra said, uh, I'm a student over at Gardner Webb. Um, I'm doing my master's in divinity for pastoral care and counseling. So, um, I don't necessarily see myself in this position um, as I get ready to finish and do um, my master's. But um, as I told Artie, whenever he asked me, I said, um, as I was understanding my call into ministry and where I saw myself going. I told God, kind of more in a private sense, you know, if you ever call me to preach, I will do it because I know that's what you will call me to do at that time. Well, today is that day God has called me. I am here to bring you a message. Um, And, you know, a lot of of pastors kind of have a sense in which they may outline their stuff. And my thing is, when I bring messages, I tend not to have a complete and utter structure from beginning to end because I don't feel that I can bring a message in and of myself. It is through God that I'm able to bring you a message and talk to you. So today I want to look at the aspect of who we are as Christians. And starting out, I want to just kind of talk a little bit about my own personal walk I have had 
with God. Um, I grew up in church. Um, you know, my background is that in which I have basically always gone to church. Um, you know, I had friends that would tell me about how they were going to go do such and such, you know, throughout the week and everything. And I would often tell them, oh, I'm just looking forward to whenever I get to go to church. Uh, I've always had some kind of passion inside of me for being in church. Um, but, you know, I don't think that that is what brought me to this point where I am now so much. It's the aspect of God has called me into where he has called me. And we all have a starting point in our journey. And that starting point is when we come to that personal relationship with God. And so my personal relationship was um, around about seven or eight is whenever I decided to accept Jesus into my heart. And that was a day I'll never forget because I felt this ease of just worry, even at such a young age. And I remember my baptism, it was this burden was lifted, and I felt this whole new part of me that was being created and made, and it's still being created and made today. But I understood that coming to Jesus and coming to know God while I had the church was still, in many ways, my decision that I had to make. And it was my journey that I was doing, even though I may not be doing it alone. And so I want us to see that while we are called as a church, while we are called to come together and worship, in many ways, our relationship with God is in many ways personal. It is ours. We, we can't make someone a Christian. We can't make them, you know, have a relationship with God. They have to have that themselves. And many of us have different stories of how we got to that point where we said, God, with everything going on in my life, I may need all these things, but I need you more than all of them. I need you in my life. I need to know you, and I want to worship you. And so, it starts with that, accepting God, accepting him, and understanding that when we came to that point in our life, when we came to accept him, when we came to know him, we were leaving behind a part of us that we knew was not pleasing to God. We came into this new person, this new being. And so, the first thing I want to mention is that we were all sinners before we accepted Christ. Um, you know, the verse that I have is um, Romans six seventeen through 18. But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves to of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed and having been set free from sin have become slaves of righteousness we were at one point sinners and in many ways even today we still have points where we sin and we fall short 
And we have to understand that that's who we were. We were sinners. We didn't have a relationship with God. And we are still working to have that relationship with God. And we are understanding who we are in that relationship. Um, When we come into this relationship, we have that change. We start to do things in a different way. We come to church, we read our Bible, we pray more. These are all great things. But I think sometimes we get so caught up in doing those things that we forget what it is that brought us to God, which is that relationship aspect. Talking with him, having time with him, dialoguing with him. And many times those dialogues are not the pretty dialogues that we like to have of, God, you're so great. God, I love everything about you. Sometimes they're a little more rough. They're more of, God, why are you doing this? God, why is this happening? And as much as I'd like to be the person who could stand up here and tell you, I know why these things that aren't good are happening to you, I can't really give those answers to you a lot of times. There are some things that are just hard to explain of why these things that we take as bad are happening. But there's conversation nonetheless. And we have to bring ourselves before God in that. Um, there's a passage in Hebrews 12, uh, in verse 1, where it says, Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And there's a part of that verse that really sticks out to me. The, uh, the King James Version actually uses the word patience instead. And so it's this sense of you're starting this race, but it's not an all-out. And a lot of us start out that way when we come to God. It's an all-out. But as we kind of learn and walk through that, we realize that this isn't meant to just be, I come to God I experience him, I feel him for a month, a year, and then everything's good and we just kind of continue on with life. It's an everyday thing. Paul talks about crucifying yourself daily. And I think that's really important that we understand that, that you have to crucify yourself daily. It's not just, I came to God and now everything is fine. Now, now I'm good. We come to God every day remembering why I came to God. Why I wanted this relationship with God. And where this relationship is going. Um, Part of this relationship, while still personal, does involve relationships with others. And I don't want to ignore that part of the relationship either we are still called to reach out to those who don't have a relationship with God. Who are in that place that we all were at one point before we came to know God. And as Scripture talks about, when we come to know God and we 
standing on his firm foundation. He is the foundation, the rock on which we stand. And there's a story about the wise man who builds his house on the rock and the foolish man who builds his house on the sand. And many times I think we get so comfortable on the rock that we're on that we forget to reach out to those who might be still in the sand trying to find that firm foundation. Maybe not knowing where it's at, but we don't want to go on the edge of it. We don't want to go to the edge of that solid foundation where maybe there's a little sand that's been kicked up on it and someone's struggling to try and find that relationship, find that personal understanding of who God is, what he means in my life, and reaching down and saying, come up here. Join me on this firm foundation. Join me in this journey where we are running the race that God has set before us. But you have to meet them many times where they're at. And that can be hard, especially as we learn more about Scripture and we try to understand more about God. We oftentimes want people to come to us with an understanding that they don't quite have yet. And so, I have a saying that I usually try to remind myself of and remind a lot of others of that I think rings pretty true. And it is, who we were made us who we are today. But who we are today will determine who we will be tomorrow. And my understanding and how I try to say that is, I always like to use the sense of but in that statement. I never want to use any, anything else. Because many of us have paths that were, you know, past, uh, sorry, getting tongue-tied. We have past that we're not proud of that in many ways sometimes we wish we could kind of forget. They're not great. But the thing is, is that those decisions, whether good or bad, and some are even fairly ugly, made us into the person that we are today, who we are today. And for many of us, the decision to come and follow God, to seek Him out, changes a lot of those things that were early about our past. But they're who we are. They make us who we are. And some of us have things that are going on right now that maybe aren't good, that aren't right, and they make us who we are. But, but, who we decide to be today the path that we decide to walk today makes us who we are going to be. The path that we choose to go on from here today, the decisions we decide to make from here today, are who make us into that person, who can bring us deeper into that relationship with God. And yes, there will be things that will cause us to potentially stumble, and will make things hard. I wish that, you know, 
that wasn't the case because going through those troubles and hard times are never easy. They're difficult. But we can still come before God with those situations, with those things that we are struggling with and find ourselves becoming the person that not only we may want to be for God, but that God is wanting us to be. So I want to leave with this last thought of where is your relationship with God today? Where do you see yourself? Has it, has it been abundant and growing and continuing to grow closer? Or has it kind of you know, fallen off to the wayside? Life's just gotten really hard. And that happens. It happens to all of us. Whether we want to admit it or not, it happens where we have those points in life where it just gets hard and it gets difficult. And maybe we're not as close to God as we feel like we need to be. But where are you at today? Where is your relationship with God? Where are you wanting it to go? But the thing I mostly want to leave you with is when you look in the mirror or when you're in that moment by yourself, there's no one around, it's silent, maybe it's late at night, you've had to do something for work, or it's early in the morning, and you're just there with yourself, I just want you to ask, speaking to yourself, who are you? So, I'm not always the best when it comes to endings, but I really do want to drive that point home. I think a lot of times we need to ask ourselves, who are you? Who is the person that I am? And with that, if there are any of you who maybe don't have that personal relationship, that have never started that relationship with God, whether here or online, you know, talk with someone. It can be me, it can be Sandra, it can be Artie, Chad. Talk with someone. Have that moment where you just start the conversation. And I'll be down here if you would like to come and talk with me, please come and talk to me. If not, I know Sandra, I know Artie would love to talk with you. And even if you've already taken that step, you have that relationship, but you feel like it's, 
it's kind of dulled down. It's not where it used to be. Still talk. Talk with friends. Talk with those that you know. And just start the conversation. If you don't start the conversation, then there's nowhere for it to go. But just remember, who are you? And where is your relationship? And where do you want it to go? Would you stand as we sing our hymn of invitation, 330. Once again, let us sing Amazing Grace. How sweet that sound. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. if he'll come and dismiss us in prayer. Well, thank you for that strong message, and uh, I hope we'll all think about who are we and uh, where are we at in our relationship. Uh, Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, thank you for allowing us to be here today. We just thank you so much for an opportunity to gather with your people. Uh, We thank you for each person that's here. We thank you for each person that's taken part in uh, allowing us to have this service today. We thank you for the freedom to be able to do that. And uh, Lord, I just ask that you would uh, travel with us as we leave this place. Uh, Be with us in all that we endeavor to do this week that we will always remember who we are in you. Um, Lord, it's not in our strength, but it's in yours. These things we ask in your name. Amen. Amen.